October 21st, 1966. A deposit of coal mine waste crashes into the village of Aberfan, Wales, killing 116 schoolchildren, which are some weak-ass numbers for kids killed by coal. Uh, knock, knock, knock. Who's that at the door? It's a skeleton. Welcome to the Revisionists. I'm Brian mm. Flynn. It's, <laughs> it's Halloween. I'm the aforementioned skeleton, uh, Zach Bowers, boogity boo. It's a very low-key skeleton. I'm very, very pleased with I, I don't know. What, what are you going to do? When you're a skeleton, you've been dead. Uh, what are you going to do? You're going to be high energy as a skeleton? You aren't yeah. getting any protein. You've been dead for so long. You're sleepy all the time. Wait. You're drinking a Red Bull? What's that going to do? It's going to fall out of your ribcage. Like yeah. <laughs> Barely holding yourself together. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we we overestimate skeletons as enemies. Uh, they're 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 very uh, frail and weak. Yeah, not even cartilage. I don't think anymore. Like, how are they? Yeah. How are they held together? What's going on? Yeah, the more I think about skeletons as animated objects, the more I see flaws in the theory. To be honest <laughs> with you. Yeah, I don't think I don't think they're real. Like even even inside of us, I think it's all it's all a lie. <laughs> uh, I... <laughs> You've gone a step beyond me, actually. Yeah, I was going to say that's taking that is taking the theory to the flat Earth extreme. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I was mostly worried about them as supernatural entities, but but uh, yeah, I guess I guess you have some compelling arguments about how maybe they just don't exist. Look, yeah, we've never yeah. actually seen our own skeletons. We know we that God know. God mm -hmm. placed dinosaur skeletons as false evidence, mm -hmm. so maybe the skeletons inside of us are also, also false. Yeah, God testing us. Mm -hmm. Oh, I thought it was the devil who planted the dinosaur skeletons to test us, and not and not God. Are just they different? A laugh. They're kind yeah. of the same. Yeah. Like, the same. Oh wow, this is we are answering the deep questions: Are God and the devil the same? Hey, Do you we read have the book bones? of Job, but it's like uh, we're we're kind of both on the action. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, by the way, the other voice you hear is uh, Allison uh, Rose from the grave. Um, hey, yep, risen. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Uh, in like in like a Halloween way, not oh. in the Jesus way. <laughs> and I'm Zach Powers okay. of the I mean, Necromancer or something. Oh Can yeah, I say sorry. A spooky name? Yeah, I can't right. remember. No, you said you were the skeleton. I think. Oh, I did say I was a skeleton. My actual name is Zach Powers. <laughs> <laughs> Skeletons have names. They're individuals. Mm -hmm. Once, once upon a time. Yeah, Supposedly. I mean, would your skeleton still be using your government name though? Like, I don't. I would hope not. If I, I were know. a skeleton, this is, I this would. This is a ship of Theseus question. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, if I were a skeleton, I'd like, I'd use it as a chance to really change some things about my life. I think. Mm -hmm. For the better, probably. Yeah, and you know, you could really redo your whole look. It's just a blank, <laughs> blank slate, you know. So. I'd be at my goal weight, which is dead. So. Yeah, I mean, negligently thin. <laughs> yeah, this is... I, uh, <laughs> look, I, I, I don't know where I'm going with this. Hey, listeners, it's our... Uh, you may have guessed this from our discussion of theology and skeletons, uh, but this is our Halloween spooktacular uh, right Ooh. now. That's right. Spooky. Yeah, we've so far scared you so much. <laughs> you are so fucking scared. 
We've scared them away. It's fine. <laughs> I have a hoarse voice from a recent sickness, and I'm sure that's uh, very scary. My 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 minor monotone sort of hoarseness. Speaking uh, of horses, we're going to be I talking like... about Thomas Weir this episode. Oh God! <laughs> the fucking yeah. Trying to try to well, try to sound like the scream guy the whole time. <laughs> the scream guy. <laughs> You know the scream guy. Everybody knows what I mean when I say the scream guy. It's the scream guy. Oh, yeah. Right. Or or like Matthew Lillard, specifically. Yeah, we're going to sound like Matthew Lillard. (laughs) Or Emma Roberts or whatever. (laughs) Spoilers for Scream 4. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Um, Oh, wait, Zach, you're you're sort of running this. You're piloting this ship. Sorry. Mm. Oh, I forgot. Um, sorry. Uh, I've got a lot going on right now, guys. Uh, go. I'm piloting this ship. Um, uh, yeah, so we're doing spooktacular spooktober. And uh, even though this is a harsh transition from our Mexican Revolution series, uh, we're going to talk about some spooky shit that happened to real people. Uh, and should scare you because it could happen to you. It happened once before. Why not? Those are the in rules. Theory, of the yes, this could happen to you. <laughs> as, as unlikely as it may be, this could happen to you. If it happened to somebody before, it could happen to you. So watch your watch your backs for <laughs> for whatever whatever the story is. I didn't research it, so I don't know. Um, uh, this particular episode, we are talking about uh, Thomas Weir, mm-hmm. um, who presumably has a very spooky story. Uh, I like to keep my my mind and ears virginal of the story before I go in on the episodes where I judge. Um, uh, so I don't know what uh, Thomas's, Thomas Weir's story uh, actually is, um, but I hope to be enlightened by my co-hosts here. Um, Hopefully, <laughs> I have been running around all day and slightly sick. Who is doing the real and who is doing the alternate? I'm doing the real. Mm-hmm. Okay. I I did choose the real partly because I was like, well, if I'm if I was going to do the fake, I was like, well, you know, I w- I wanted to write a spooky story, but this is this is spooky enough. This could be a this could be a movie without altering it. I think yeah. uh, Hollywood. Hello. Um, <laughs> Writer strike is over, baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> scary stories to tell in the dark. Mm-hmm. R.L. Stein, you you got your stuff right here. Uh, <laughs> Stephen King, I don't know, maybe not that spooky. I don't know. Uh, I'll Dean find Koontz, out. Call us up. Sure. Dean yeah. Koontz. <laughs> uh, All Christopher right. Pike, the ghost of um, Anne Rice. <laughs> Um, Edgar Allan Poe, etc. Uh, anyway, I I see no reason to prolong the inevitable. Um, awesome. Would you like to start with the real story? Sounds good. Um, Major Thomas Weir was born in 1599 in Lanarkshire. He was a descendant of one of of a very powerful family, the Weir de Veris. I wrote that down just to try to pronounce it. Um. His mother was thought to possess powers of clairvoyance, though she did not predict that we know of what would happen to Thomas. 
he lived a very pious life as a covenanter, mm -hmm. which is a particularly strict form of Presbyterianism. He was also an officer in the Scottish Anti-Royalist Army, serving as a lieutenant during the Irish Rebellion, and later becoming a commander of the Edinburgh Town Guard. Very respected. Uh, he even carried out the execution of Montrose, a big-time traitor and later <laughs> martyr. <laughs> That's what they said when they were about to behead him. It's like, yeah. Montrose, you've been accused of being a big-time traitor. To both sides. <laughs> <laughs> when they said uh, execution by beheading, they had to prove it was big-time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you got the gallows if you were small time big time <laughs> yep. it's got to come off entirely yep so thomas declared that himself uh he was also he was pretty you know particularly pious all his life and became known as the bowhead saint bowhead referring to the street he lived on um edinburgh's west boat that linked the two halves of Edinburgh perfectly. His street was known for being home to the most pious of citizens, if you might notice a trend. And from what I can tell, this was sort of like a wrong side of the track situation with the top of the hill housing like all the castles and courts and cathedrals mm -hmm. and the high culture. And the other half housing the bars and inns and darker sides of the city. So, you know, we are from his spot could keep tabs on both. Um, he led the religious community, attending meetings and leading prayers. He was described as a very serious man of grim countenance, always dressed in black and always carrying his black twisted staff. Yeah, which, at, like at a certain point, like, of course this guy's <laughs> going to, there's yeah. going to be a fucking twist-a-rooney with this fucking guy, of course. Yeah, like, uh, Presbyterian's a uh, very grim, serious, dressed in black, but also spooky. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, he's got a gnarled black staff. Uh, I don't know how this can break bad. And what's that bad. on the top of it? It's a surprise. Um, <laughs> he he lived in the house with his sister, Jean, a.k.a. Grizzle or Grizzle? What I've been think? going with Grizzle, but Grizzle is also very funny to me. Grizzle's hilarious. It's <laughs> very magic school bus. Yeah. Or just like Gen X slang, Rizzle, Grizzle. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the kids are saying. Kids are saying Grizzle. Um. <laughs> and I should say, for the benefit of comments that we may not get, I assume uh, Edinburgh, like Edinburgh, is this uh, taking place in mm. Scotland, Edinburgh? Yes, it's in Scotland. Oh, okay. Yeah, generally, like, uh, sorry, double, the the city there is pronounced Edinburgh. Oh, Edinburgh. Well. Yeah. I think we may have, uh, I my accent may have alienated some of the Scottish listeners. Uh, if you're still here. I only know that because of the Edinburgh Phil, uh, Fringe Festival. No, totally. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> but, listeners, it, Scottish listeners, if you're still here, just a forewarning, uh, my alternate history might have a Scottish accent or two. <laughs> so be prepared for that act of cultural denigration. Mm, I feel like I missed out. Okay. Um, him and his sister seemed like a perfect, perfect pair uh, until during one of his prayer meetings after his retirement, uh, he seemed to be stricken ill and started confessing all manner of horrific, twisted crimes including an incestuous relationship with his sister, Griselle, and fornication with many beasts. Uh, at, possibly a mare. Um, at first, no one believed him. Many, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they, they thought he had to be mad or sick, um, because after 70 yeah. years of pious life, which I might add is a 
suspiciously long lifespan for that time period. Like, you know, I, mean, I agree. You know, you'd think after 40 or 50 years old, you'd be like, I don't think I'll fornicate with beasts. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm 35, you know, and I feel like. I feel like I'm past the phase where I'm like, maybe I'll fornicate with beasts. Yeah, I just I mean, don't think it's a real possibility for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> huh? Yeah, I mean, you're settling I think down. The, I think the peak horny phase of my life is actually over. Um, <laughs> Grown out of the fornicating with mares period? Or... Yeah, I yeah. think... I think I, it just seems like more hassle than it's worth. Well, also, you live in like an urban environment, so it's a little. I mean, there's pigeons. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I'm not I guess. comfortable with that. <laughs> that line of jokery I was going down. I'm not there's sure. I, I, I mean, regardless of your environs, I don't know how how. To some degree, there's going to be some coercion with the beast. Yeah, yeah, no, it's bad. Don't do not fuck animals. I hope I don't have to say that, listeners. <laughs> well, we have, and now they also have a warning for what will come if they do. So don't yeah. do it. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's talk about what is this, Mister Hands? Okay. <laughs> okay. Leave the pigeons alone. All right. Um, <laughs> So after the confession, they brought him and his sister in for interrogation, where both Thomas and Grizel continued acting madly, um, confessing <clears throat> witchcraft, sorcery, and as we discussed, other acts. Um, <laughs> Grizel, his formerly calmed contained sister, was said to be transformed into Grizel the Necromancer. With the ability to spin yarn at an unnatural speed, yarn which would break the moment anyone tried to weave with it. So at first I thought, yeah, first I thought this was like telling stories really quickly. And then it's like, oh, no, it's just making heard, yarn useless. <laughs> have you ever heard that thing about how like you can do something fast, cheap or well pick two? Mm -hmm. It's yeah. like, yeah, okay. She can do it super fast. It's probably um, cheap. It's if... probably cheap, but it's not done well. Mm -mm. And like, if you like make I, a pact with the devil for like super fast yarn spinning powers, like I feel like I losing mean, at your the, yeah at the time yeah they, they, yeah, they did a lot true. with yarn, you know. <laughs> I feel, I mean I feel like though like losing your soul is like less of an issue than I think like your bargaining ability. I think because that's clearly mm -hmm. lacking. Mm hmm. Well, she also, she got one more thing from the devil. Um, mm. It's a mark on her forehead in the shape of a horseshoe which appeared when she frowned. So, you know, <laughs> wrinkles, but it was oh, given yeah. to her by the yeah. devil. <laughs> <laughs> this is a long tradition of people using totally natural body parts, especially on women and like body features to to be like, mm, that's probably a, a witch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She also said that much of what she and Thomas knew had been learned from their mother, uh, you remember, the clairvoyant one, mm -hmm. uh, who had who had been a witch. Um, she even told a tale of how years before, a stranger in a fiery coach had taken Thomas to Dalkeith? Dalkeith? I don't want to alienate. Okay. Yeah. And, and how during the trip, a man had given him supernatural intelligence of the Scots' defeat at Worche Worchester the same Worcester? day. Worcester, Worcester, you're right. <laughs> the same day. That might be the Massachusetts. Is it the one, place? 
it is, is it a the place. place of the, the sauce. sauce. The place, it's the of, place the of the sauce. Yeah. <laughs> the devil did not tell them about the sauce, but. <laughs> I feel like that place has extra syllables too. Is it like Worcestershire sauce or something? Mm-hmm. Worcestershire yeah. sauce. Worcestershire sauce. That's the trick of the Scots. There's too many, uh, too many vowels in all their words. <laughs> I mean, they can't hold a candle to the Welsh. Let's be fair. Mm. Yeah, no. That's true. <laughs> we can't argue with that. <laughs> um, she also went on about his walking stick, uh, topped by a carved human head, which should have been a pretty big red flag. <laughs> uh, but they all just thought it was a cool, pious man stick. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's the stick of a God-fearing man. <laughs> yeah. Like, one of them, like, you know, degenerate sticks you see out and about with, uh, what, I guess, like... Wood? Wood, or, like, uh, the hatchet maybe. man on top of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jurassic Park stick with the maple. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, maple. The mosquito trapped in amber. Amber, that's the word. There we go. <laughs> I mean, that is also, in some ways, an ominous stick. It is, yeah. <laughs> like, like a... So, Maybe you have a, a question mark on the top of your staff if you're a Riddler. <laughs> mm-hmm. Riddler, that's what he does. Yeah. So. I don't know. Staffs are kind of ominous in general. Um, yeah. but especially like a heads. Punisher skull if you're <laughs> if you're a cop. Mm-hmm. Um this walking stick is what is what she said gave him his powers and claimed that had been given to him by the devil himself. Um, Again, devil with sort of lame ass gifts. Yeah, uh, wrinkles, yarn, a stick. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Very useful. <laughs> Fucking step up your game, great adversary of man. <laughs> Basically, hot topic is the devil of the day of today because <laughs> they give you similar gifts. That's oh true. man, if you like, could teleport someone from like seventeenth century England or Scotland into a hot topic they would fucking lose their minds they would burn it down immediately and also you'd have to teleport them into a hot topic 15 years ago because they don't even know if they exist anymore (laughs) there's like one in indiana i'm pretty sure there's still one in the southwest plaza mall in littleton colorado uh our sponsor tonight the hot topic in southwest plaza mall Uh, (laughs) come have weird sex in our fitting room i guess yeah well I think their heyday has passed, just yeah. as our heyday has. Our heyday and Hot Topics heyday uh, were simultaneous. Oh, yeah. oh no! <laughs> me and, hey, me in high school going to Hot Topic, having weird sex in the fitting room. Yeah, no, that never happened. No, it feels like no. a story. I was a, I was a, I was an old yeah. Navy kid, probably. I don't know. <laughs> Okay. Technic- no, I was a savers and goodwill kid. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Yeah, like a checkers. Yeah, we listened to like Death Cab for Cutie and Ryo Kylie and shit. Yeah, my entire wardrobe <laughs> was opposed- like band shirts. As opposed was- to My Chemical Romance, which is what the Hot Topic kids listen to. Yeah, that, right. That's- yes. Yeah, that's like a trend. If you, if you weren't a teenager in like 2000. Five, six, seven. None of this makes sense to you. No, but we've we've alienated the Scots and um, anyone older. Than, you're younger than us, so we're doing good. Yeah. I mean, look, the 
post 9-11 years were hard for everyone. <laughs> As were the years after and before. And before, yeah. It was mm-hmm. history. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, I could use a walking stick. I'll take it. Um, talk <laughs> to the devil. Yeah. Might help out. Um, but yeah, the after these confessions, the congregation and community continued to be shocked, uh, calling him their angelic Thomas. They continued to er- interrogate them both, uh, and doctors declared them sane. So they had no choice but to hold a trial and sentence them both to death. Uh, as you recall, in the 17th century, uh, burning witches was pretty popular, so I'm not sure how much convincing they needed, but... Yeah. <laughs> it, did end up being the outcome. Um, they charged them with unnatural sex acts, leaving out the black arts part to save face with the church. Um. <laughs> this is a time when, like, f- fucking a horse gets you in less trouble with the church than maybe practicing a different looking religion. It was very yeah. frowned upon. <laughs> That's that's extremely bad. Uh, uh, genocide. Uh, we're all aboard for the Catholic Church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but too much black? Mm-mm. No. Yeah. Is that eyeliner? Mm, no, I don't know. Don't trust Still it. Still actually kind of the same today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, while awaiting execution, they were confined in the former leper colony uh, and Veer was later garroted and burned at the stake, which seems a little excessive. They liked to kill yeah, people with every really, method. That is, yeah. that is two very distinct methods of, of execution. Mm-hmm. And they I assume garroted, they weren't simultaneous. I think that they were. So, so somebody was holding their hands over the hot flames? Well, like, so there's different... Uh, I don't know. I guess you know or more maybe about medieval execution. String? Well, there's also the garroted, which is like they had like this collar that w- they put around mm. you with this screw oh, in okay. the back. So it was a. Uh, yeah, I it was supposed to like, cr- like crush your brainstem, but sometimes the screw missed and uh, just went into your neck. Anyway, it was a fun time to be executed. <laughs> um, they probably they probably did Garrett and then burn, but he was he was still alive when he was burned. I'm pretty sure. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's very spook, spooky. Um, <laughs> ooh, history. Um, they were also um, executed at Gallows Field, which is just a fun little fun little word. Galilee is what it was called. Um, <laughs> And as the rope was put around Weir's neck, he was asked to say, Lord, be merciful to me. And instead, he was like, fuck that shit. Uh, He said, let me alone. I will not. I have lived as a beast and I must die as a beast. Um, His sister was also executed in a similar manner, continuing into madness and never repenting. It said she tore off her clothes on the scaffold as she burned. Just for one last show, you know. Um, (laughs) She did it to offend people and not because her clothes were on fire, I'm sure. Yeah, right. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, she look, at a be- certain... Go Sorry. ahead. <laughs> no, I don't know. At a certain point, like, I'm not going to judge what someone does when they're being burned alive for, like... <laughs> Public indecency while you're on fire. Like, you could... Mm-hmm. If you were burning alive, you could probably get away with pretty much... Not 
anything, but like oh, you could get away with a lot of stuff, I think. Well, yeah, but you've already you can certainly get away, away with, with tearing off your clothes. I think. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. you know. Maybe yeah. if you tried to have sex with the beast while you were on fire, that would be like what? But, um... <laughs> but impressive, you know. Yeah. Well, because that's also burning a beast, presumably. I mean, again, if not impressive, you know. Yeah. Just one last true. act. Unless it's like a salamander or something fireproof. Are salamanders fireproof? I don't know if they're they're not prop they're probably not fireproof, no, they're but they're certainly like very not. Heat- okay, yeah, no, yeah. Not- what are you fucking talking about? Are <laughs> no That's why <laughs> They can withstand high temperatures. They're okay. not fireproof. Because that would be so cool. I would want so many salamanders. Yeah, why aren't we making all the houses out of salamanders? I don't know. <laughs> Why don't they build the whole plane out of salamanders? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Mm, although salamanders are often used by witches, so maybe mm-hmm. they were trying to solve it um, to get some fireproof armor. Okay. Um, <laughs> Thomas Weir was also the last man executed for witchcraft in Scotland. Um and they also burned his staff. It was also said that it took a very long time for the staff and his body to burn and that they made strange turning movements in the fire, which again, things do move in fire. Yeah, it's... <laughs> Fire's famously not like a chill place to be. Mm-mm, mm-mm, not even for wood. Um... <laughs> By definition, it's not a chill place to be, yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> Damn it. But the Weir House uh, has a legacy. It laid empty for a hundred years, but many people have recounted the sound of revelry coming from the house, lights and noises in the odd hours of the night. The figure of a female, twice the height of a normal woman, appearing outside, laughing maniacally and terrifying passers-by. So a tall woman would sometimes hang out around the house. and <laughs> torchbearing fiends. Well, when you put it like that, it doesn't sound so spooky. <laughs> <laughs> well, tall women were, that was rare, you know, yeah, at true. the time. Um, some A residents. Stately four foot five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yelling, being too loud for a proper lady. Um, some <laughs> reven- residents even claim to have seen a fiery coach pull up to the home. Mm-hmm. Um, People used to think that the Weir home had been completely demolished, um, but however, recent discoveries reveal that the house is still at least partially intact, and parts of it have been made into what is now the Quaker Meeting House. I'm sure that won't go badly at all. Um, <laughs> the central part of the Weir home is now the location of the Meeting House's toilets, which is just a fun fact. Uh, <laughs> But a lot of people still claim that the ghost of Major Weir roams the streets and that the devilish staff can be found roaming the streets by itself, searching for its master. So, also, the staff apparently could, like, run errands for him. There's, like, rumors after his death, like, where the staff would, like, go off on its own and and run errands and answer the door and move down the street and shit. I'm reevaluating this staff if it can do errands, actually. I've, I... You were saying like this devil staff, what is what is it offering? If it can run errands, yep. it's like mm-hmm. shit, it's I'll send it over to the King Supers. Like yeah. I don't give a shit. Yeah. An intern. <laughs> I mean it does it's have a, a living. A... 
<laughs> yeah. Pick me up some eggs, staff. <laughs> yeah. Staff. Along- Maybe that's where the word staff comes from. Oh, yep, definitely. Yeah, we'll, we'll go with that. <laughs> Honestly, the staff is the coolest part of this whole oh, story. Yeah. Um, but it's also the story of Weir lives on in other ways. It's it's supposed to have been an influence maybe for Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Um, and a, a novel by James Robertson, which is just as important, clearly. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's just one of the, the spookiest places in Scotland now. And honestly, I'm going to go visit just to find the staff, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Spend a night on the moors of Scotland in this weird bestiality dude's house. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you would be in the toilets, the Quakers' toilets, technically, now. As someone who has been to several, like, punk shows in Quaker meeting houses, uh, I would would go see a show in this one. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That'd be so fun. (laughs) Um, Also... Shout out to the Quakers. Hey, y'all. <laughs> um, yeah. Love your work. Yeah, um, I love... Uh, you're the best I, I, uh, <laughs> I played, you know, I played Quake a lot when I was uh, about 12, 14 years old. Pretty fun. Thought the ogres were pretty tough. Fun game. Mm-hmm. Doom, Doom gets all the credit, but Quake, you're pretty cool, too. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you you weren't changing the dynamic. Like, no, Doom is probably still better. Quake's okay. I didn't play Doom, so ah. I I can only assume it's better because most people like it better. Is Quake like the the knockoff of Doom? I don't know Quake. I, I don't know the timeline, um, but they both came out in the nineties. <laughs> I think they were made by the same. I think it's like a like StarCraft, Warcraft situation a little bit why am i like looking a, this up i don't <laughs> like a sam no, and max dr brain sort of situation those are my games <laughs> like an ant's I... bug's life <laughs> you know i i think it's i think yeah i think doom is more future projected and quake is more like past oh it was bethesda know? did not know that okay whoa wow okay hmm. bethesda made quake yeah oh okay Cool. Hmm. Um, anyway, they Allison. also made uh, the Fallout games <laughs> after after Obsidian. You guys, this is not a video game podcast. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> Starfield is from Bethesda. For it just came out. There yeah. we go. We're teaching history as it happens. It's fine. Starfield, <laughs> aka uh, No Man's Sky for the twenty twenties. Yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, Jesus, <laughs> that that is a rap on Thomas. Um, just yeah. suddenly in his seventies, went wild, confessed to all sorts of manners of things. Still haunts the Scottish hills, you know. I assume there are hills. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But why, otherwise, why would Highlands. he need a, a yeah. staff? You know. So, <laughs> I mean, clearly. fashion, errands, <laughs> errands. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Allison, thank you. Yeah, thank you. <clears throat> um, so yeah, I mean, there was a lot that does hold up uh, from what I found in, in my 
uh, arcane researches. Uh, Thomas Weir did serve in the English Civil War, um, except he wasn't like a fighting guy. Um, he, he he was a he wasn't a fighting guy. <laughs> what are they called? You know what they're called Soldiers. in wars? Those fighting guys, <laughs> guys who do love fighting. And he wasn't one of those. He was one of the other guys. One of the nice ones. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go go into. I was about to say Happy Veterans Day, you filthy animals. But um, oh, I can cut that out so I don't get letters. Was he a planning guy, a medical guy? Um, he was a uh he was actually a media liaison. Um, oh, a PR guy. Yeah, yeah. Um the media of the time being mostly would, people uh, who yelled good. I would honestly in some ways rank fighting guys above both the planning guys and the media guys. Yeah, in terms uh, of respectability. Yeah. Yeah. The fighting guys kind of have to be there, and the planning guys and the media guys are just making it so the fighting guys have to be there. Well, yeah. did he have a drum as well as yelling loud? Because if you have a drum yeah. as a media guy, that's a whole other story. Yeah, there were people with drums, people who could yell good. Um, there were people who just had ergot hallucinations that updated them on current events. Um, <laughs> and there was uh, Rupert Murdoch at the time um we've already established i think in a previous episode that rupert murdoch is a satan spawn that travels from person to person through time oh yeah that is true we did establish that yeah um really changed succession um i assume i haven't <laughs> seen it so it and might honestly have that. we released that episode probably God, when I was living in Denver, so probably seven years ago, and that man is still fucking alive. Unfucking believable that that fucking like desiccated Muppet is still alive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's um, still kicking. Hopefully, not by the time this episode is released, which is tomorrow. But um, we'll see. We'll do a spell. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna bleep that out because that might be legally actionable. <laughs> no, it's not. Wait, witchcraft? It's not. It's, it's fine. Not. witchcraft. Nobody no. gives a shit. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, he was. Uh, this all takes place, or it starts out when he was trying to get sort of an interview for like a propaganda piece with uh, a particular Scottish unit called um. Uh, Hamish's Hammers. Uh, they were a ragtag group of people from all different walks of Scottish life. Uh, there were shepherds. Uh, there were sheep shearers. There were people who kept sheep. All different, all different walks of life um, were represented. Um, but on the way uh, from the interview, Thomas got knocked out uh, by just like a sizable haggis. Uh, mm -hmm. And so he comes to on the front line holding a pipe. It's so ironic, the thing he finds attractive from the outside <laughs> knocked him out. That that was his thought as he blacked out. It was just like... Inside, yeah. Mm, the irony, I could have been fucking this sheep. Uh, 
the insides of a sheep seem so appealing to everything there is a season um sometimes nope Uh, why, why am I talking the most about bestiality of the episode that I'm going to edit the least? <laughs> um, I think I'm talking the most about it. That's all right. That's true. Um, so he's on the front line. He's standing next to some dude named, like some Scottish names, Andrew, Robert. Yeah, watch Braveheart. You get the idea. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh if you're going to watch Braveheart, at least have the decency to pirate it. I don't know if Mel Gibson is still getting royalties from it, but yeah. Um, so the battle begins and he gets like he's on the front lines. He gets swept up in it, like sort of against his will. Uh, it's it's a pike battle. So like it doesn't require a lot of skill. You're just holding a big stick and poking at someone who's hopefully like within your reach and you're not in theirs that's all like all most warfare was at this point um that's kind of his thing with the staff and yeah it's reality this might be sort of good at staffs yeah Mm -hmm. yeah the beginning of his love affair with staffs um but he uh he gets stuck in with this big sort of royalist troop um and like he gets like some juice on him uh, during the fight, um, and juice. then yeah, yeah, sorry, juice. Yeah, like uh, <laughs> like body juice. Um, uh, and then he... <laughs> like uh, you know, body juice. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like the doctors say when you're dying in yeah. the surgery room. Just uh, he's the got a lot of juice. Room. He's losing yeah. too yeah. much juice. He's got body juice in the surgery room. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, he gets clapped with an old timey cannonball, uh, and dies. Uh, and then he wakes up and he's back on the front line next to Robert and Andrew and they're about to charge again and he doesn't know what's going on and he dies even faster this time. And then bam, he's back. He's between Robert and Andrew on the front line. And, you know, each, this happens maybe a dozen times, uh, before he's able to, uh, this is how he gets through the battle is he r- runs away. Um, and so <laughs> he goes. <Cunning. laughs> yeah, that's not a lot of people think to do that, but you can just do that. Did you know in a war? Um, uh, so he goes and he decides to seek out um, the war's most storied fighter for their advice on what to do and that is a woman uh not related to him uh who goes emily by the name blunt? Grizel. yes oh, okay. e- emily blunt um <laughs> emily being the first name blunt coming from her family's profession of uh smoking hella weed um <laughs> so uh Grizel has been experiencing the same thing it turns out um this being stuck in a loop uh and she got out of it and doesn't know how and can't go back um is this like, a are they is this natasha leone is this no no i mean <laughs> sort of in a way yeah so it is a time loop uh he is referencing uh 
Edge of Tomorrow and or Live, Die, Repeat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, both Live, Die, Repeat, much better title. Um, the original short story uh, is has the best title, though, because it's called All You Need Is Kill, uh, which I think is just very fun. Um, but so they're contemplating being stuck in this loop. And, um, you know, at one point, Griselle says, you know, do you think you can change your fate uh, sort of thing? Actually, it's Scotland. So they said, do you think you can change your fucking fate? Uh, that's what Brave That's what Brave got wrong. They don't say fuck nearly enough. No one gets called like a, a wee cunt or anything like that. It's it's Scottish. Um, yeah, there's lots of wee cunts. Yeah. <laughs> do you wish you could change your feet? <laughs> Thank you. There we go. There we go. Um, I'm, I'm so sorry for saying that word, but also it's the first thing I think of when I think of a Scottish accent. It's fine if it's we, you know? Yeah. <laughs> that is just cultural appropriation instead of misogyny. Mm-hmm. Um, so together... Uh, Weir and Grizel set out on a plan to escape this loop, and they decide the only way to do that is to kill the head royalist, um, who I guess would just be the king. Um, now that I now that I think about it, it's usually what they call their head royalist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the most royal. Sometimes the queen. You know, yeah, depending. yeah, that's true. Uh, spoiler alert: They do succeed in getting the king killed. Oh, um, dang. And along the way, they fell in love. Um, but to sort of throw off the uh, the suspicion, the prying eyes of the public, they decided to tell people that they they weren't lovers. They were just brother and sister. Um, classic white stripes um, <laughs> scenario. Um, now, they both survived, but of course, they've fought like five times the amount of war that everyone else has fought um sure. in a sense and they have sort of the psychological scars to go along with that um and so they thomas specifically turns to uh therapy psychiatry which is witchcraft at the time i also realized tom cruise is in lived i repeat who is a scientologist who hates therapy and psychiatry which i did not think about the, that uh, all coming together um scientology man what a what a healthy thing wow um, we shouldn't uh, rag on Scientology. We've never talked about it on this show before. Uh, we've never done episodes about anything to do with Scientology. And, no, uh, not at all. Whether it's good or, or an insane cult ring. that employs slave labor, as some say, mm-hmm. with that... only an extreme amount of proof. Like, we haven't talked about it. <laughs> no, no, don't touch on it. I mean, and of course... We we have not ever talked about how like they've almost certainly committed s- at least several murders. Right. We um, would never make a statement about whether or not there's a lot of proof that they have disappeared and killed people. Right. No. We. You know. 
infiltrated the U.S. government. Um, sure. Yeah. yeah. We would never make a statement about whether Scientology overwhelmingly likely did these things. That would be something we would never say. No, never, <laughs> never. Because... We would never talk about how L. Ron Hubbard kidnapped his own daughter and then abandoned her after kidnapping or her. make conjecture about how he was a malignant narcissist who uh, created a fleet of slave boats that included children and women that uh, he forced onto the high seas for literally years. We would never speculate that that was the case based on only, you know, maybe some evidence from, I don't know, a lot of verifiable sources we would never make and of that course claim. in some cases the statements of known liar l ron hubbard himself um yeah. well so... if, you, if you want more literature i can get you some from hollywood boulevard just so you know <laughs> there every is... well, we're trying to keep neutral so uh we'd prefer not <laughs> there is a very fancy scientology church in like very near like coors field um like downtown Denver listeners in like a very nice part of town and it is where some of Jen's um associates in like a publishing group years back ended up having a series of meetings because they offered them the space and it was hella weird spooky spooky um anyway so yes he's going to these therapy sessions which uh, take place in the deep dark woods and um the the therapist um sends a dr um dr tillman that is just my own therapist uh, <laughs> shout out i guess um sends okay. uh, Sorry for i couldn't i couldn't think of another tillman. name i couldn't think of another name uh, you didn't have to say he was your therapist. You could let this man live in anonymity. Like, uh, clearly he's not doing a good job. We know you. <laughs> yeah, we don't have to drag my therapist by association. Um, sends a carriage to pick him up. And, you know, some people, you know, throughout this time, there are rumors sort of building about him because he is very severe. He's very pious and he's walking around wearing all black. And people are like, no, that's sus as fuck. And so people are like, yeah, he's probably doing witch shit. Um, but As it was people were want to say at the yes, time. Yes, yes, of course. So, oh, the fucking guy's doing some witch shit. Um, <laughs> we can't do it witch shit. <laughs> you fucking reprobate. <laughs> um, I feel sad. What uh... a magical land. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, but it wasn't a flaming carriage. It was just a regular carriage that we're uh, actually. He pioneered the art of putting flame decals on carriages. Uh, just as a side note, um, <laughs> no real reason because it just like it fucking whips. Like, look at it; it's sweet as hell. Um, and then, so you know, he's trying to manage his trauma from all this war. Uh, but it eventually gets to him and a lot of the walls between reality and some of the th things that have he's been absorbing through like his very strict uh, sect of like Covenanter Presbyterianism. They sort of converge and he ends up making Allison, as you described, this like dramatic confession uh, to witchcraft and bestiality and incest. Um, and he 
he sort of ropes the unwilling, um, unwitting victim, Grizel, into into it. Um, and, of course, the witchcraft and incest, you know, um, were delusions. Bestiality, he did live... <laughs> He lived next to a very sexy horse. No, uh, <laughs> gross. Um, I mean, who hasn't? <laughs> They're very majestic creatures. Knowing it's... that horse is ten feet away, I like <laughs> going to I've sleep not... at night, being like, "Damn, <laughs> secretariat, right across the fence over there." Thick. <laughs> your mind, your mind, your mind goes crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I there are I've never like looked at an animal and been like I could see someone being interested in that, but like especially horses because like I've ridden on them and I've seen how much they piss and shit and like that <laughs> anyway. They're also um, terrifying. They're very terrifying. <laughs> yes, that, that might be part of the who knows. I'm not I'm not going to fucking try to get into the head of a horse fucker. Uh <laughs> Well, you had to for the story. It's yeah, okay. th- yeah, it's true. To really get into character, <laughs> um, so you never thought if I was a horse, I'd be like that one. I'd be into yeah that, that one. Maybe not so much. <laughs> I'm glad you you are past this phase, though, Zach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are you talking about? Like if you're a horse looking at other horses, or like yeah, a yeah, horse yeah, yeah. looking at dudes, or both, either both, way. yeah. Spend a lot of time thinking about if I were a horse. Yeah, hmm. I mean, honestly, if I were a horse, I think I could look at a dude and be like, I could kick the shit out of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, they have more well, power than they think. It's like the uh, the ants in a bug's life. <laughs> Come up twice. Oh, uh, perfect. Um, and yeah, so uh, Weir is executed. He is grotted and burned. Um, the same thing, of course, tragically happens to Grizel. Um, he did have the magic staff. It was more of a sex thing again. Uh, real sex weirdo. Um, but yeah, um, that is the true story of, uh, Thomas Weir. Did did they ever figure out why they were looping in time? Oh, uh, yeah. The royalist, their, their body juice was magic. Um, I missed that part. Got it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's why it's not like blood or like sweat or like. That's why it's juice. Spit or anything. Yeah, it's juice. And it's the, the royalist, so it's a sort of, okay, all right. Yeah, okay. it's like, it's king juice. Mm. Um, <laughs> that... So it's full of baby blood. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's... Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Because yeah. mm. when you're an old person and you drink baby blood, the idea is that you get younger. So you're sent is... back That's in time. That's the idea. <laughs> so <laughs> it, it sets time back. Yeah, it's okay. time, time it baby actually blood is... is time juice. The logic is perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. Okay. This was way more well thought out than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
Jesus. Listen, before we move on to judgment, um, I just want to say you can follow us on Instagram or, hey, write us a letter. Uh, we, lo- we love hearing from you. Uh, just write to revisionistspodcast at gmail.com or go to revisionistspodcast.com uh, and click on the contact form. Um, and, yeah, you can uh, find us on social media and n- not in real life. Don't stalk us. Um I mean, you can find us in real life if you really want, but... Yeah. Honestly, if you have the skill, like... We we give you our real names on this podcast. Yeah. You can find us pretty fucking easy. <laughs> um, but yeah. Yep. Yeah. I don't think anybody cares enough to do that. <clears throat> uh, yeah, no, that's... Please don't. I, I value my privacy. Um, Not after all the horse talk. I think you guys are safe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man look look again listeners if you feel attracted to animals please actually seek therapy like not from a man in the woods either not like, from a man in the woods like real therapy i i know the name of a very good one um i <laughs> can't speak to their expertise in this matter but like it's better to get help for that than to not well, i'll go a step beyond if you find a man in the woods attempt to help that person because i, <laughs> yes, I assume yes. i assume they're in a bad place unless that person is ted kaczynski um or the ghost of ted kaczynski <laughs> okay. in which case um kind of just give him some space and don't make a weird hero out of him because he sucked um mm-hmm. anyway that's my that's my Fuck the Unabomber rant. <laughs> um, but, Allison, was there anything in particular you wanted to plug? Um, they can also find me on Instagram, uh, Ali Rose Jokes, two L's, I-E, and um, got a we, we Still Like You coming up in November nice. in, um, in L.A. So if you're out in L.A., find We Still Like You and... Allison Rose. Awesome. That's, that's all I'm plugging. No talk about the woods. Although if you do find a man in the woods, help them. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, too much stigma against people in the woods. It's true. If you, I mean, if you find someone who needs help outside of the woods, consider helping them also. Sure. No. It's less obvious, though. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously. Like. Ima- if you see someone outside of the woods, imagine them in the woods and then ask yourself, would you be helping them then? Um, <laughs> and well, then- I think for a lot of people, the answer would the answer would be less likely to help them because they'd <laughs> yeah. be more scared. More scared. Yes, that's true. <laughs> um, um, Zach, you co-host the movie trap, which currently on a bit of a hiatus but yeah there's a lot going on with those so we're we're gonna come back eventually but uh we're still on a hiatus uh, mm-hmm. but you can subscribe and you'll find an episode sooner or later yeah and the back catalog is great um also um as for me listeners if you are very quick and you're listening to this the day it comes out um october 21st there's probably going to still be time for you to buy treats for our bake sale um orders i said orders closed friday the 20th but 
we're not being super strict about it because we are trying to raise money to buy tents for unhoused people uh, here in the Denver area before uh, the winter really sets in. Um, among among other things, the Denver Police Department keeps sweeping homeless people off the street and very often uh, taking their shelter and a lot of their other belongings. Um, so it's yes. fucked. And so buy, buy cookies and you don't even have to yes. help your person in the woods this week. You will have already helped. You yes. have reached your quota just by buying cookies. We've, I haven't crunched the numbers. We've had a few more orders come in since. Um, but last I checked, we've raised enough for about um, half a dozen uh, four-person tents. Oh, that's uh, great. Which is usually enough for like two people, their belongings, um, pets. So that's fantastic. That is like, that is 12 people who like won't be like outside in the middle of winter. Yeah. Like, so thank you to everyone who has supported. Um, and if you're listening to this on like the 21st or the 22nd, you know, uh, and you decide you want to order something, shoot us a message on Instagram. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that brings us to judgment. Dun dun. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, it falls to me to be uh, in charge of judgment this week. Uh, and uh, I'm coming off being sick. I'll say that straight up. Uh, if I've had a little bit of loopiness this episode, it's probably the day quill. Um, and uh, uh, other shit going on. Um, so my brain is perhaps not at its maximum absorbency for that regard, <laughs> uh, for those reasons, I should say. Um, uh, and you know what? Maybe it's because of all that. Maybe because I want to keep it simple for stupid, uh, as Bill Clinton's campaign once said, um, that I want to go with the simpler story. And I think I'm going to go with the original narrative this time just because I want my brain to rest easy wrapping itself around the easy narrative that doesn't involve time loops that I have to, 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 to figure out what this means for basic causality. <laughs> and, um... The timeline would just be a whole mess. That's yeah. True. Uh, 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 this week, I'm keeping it simple, stupid. Again, as 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 the Clinton campaign once advised me, even though that advice was perhaps, I don't know, it was bad advice, but it was also better than the Bush campaign. So I don't know. Um, so you know, I'm doing the best with what I got. <laughs> uh, <laughs> of course, speaking of uh, <laughs> sex criminals, <laughs> William Jefferson Clinton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, and uh, I guess also uh, George Bush Sr. Yeah. <laughs> um, who's the worst war criminal? Time will never know. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so I'm 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 gonna go with the the uh, uh, straight history this time. We talked a lot about bestiality, and I don't want to put 
to anything. I'm we talked a lot about bestiality. Yeah. Like, look, I, I my my cat's right here. Like, she's <laughs> cat outside the window. <laughs> she, she suffered this episode. <laughs> I've had a very weird week, and I've been sick. <laughs> Please give me a little. I've I'm I've yeah. I'm working on something. I've uh, had COVID. We 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 all ask for a little grace. Yeah. Yeah. Listeners, uh, thank you so much for joining us, Allison. Thank you for being here. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Zach, <laughs> thank fun. you as always. No, of course. I I I I wish I could retract the last three minutes. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Um. Um. Yeah, listeners, for everyone here at The Revisionist, I'm Brian Flynn saying... Uh, I'm Zach Powers. I usually do that, but, you know. Yeah, yeah. I was uh, trying to think of a Halloween thing, and it's throwing me off. Uh, Brian Flynn saying... Have a good terror time. Give me that candy. Yeah. Sure. October 21st, 1774. The flag of Taunton, Massachusetts is the first to include the word liberty. But like 200 years later, there's also the first flag to include the word Toyotathon. So who gives a shit? <laughs> October 21st, 1520. Joao Fagundes discovers the islands of Saint-Pierre and Miquelon, bestowing on them their original name, Islands of the 11,000 Virgins, in honor of the Magic the Gathering tournament held there. 